This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to Seagull Social Season 3, Episode 14. Oh my god, it is like 9, nine o'clock in the morning, something like that. We've done this early. Um, Ryan, we've got too him. Early, too early, yeah, I know. We've got, we're, we're screwed for time. Maz, we've got you as well. And we have got, I for one, I'm happy to say we've got Chelsea's greatest content creator after Astrid Wet. It is Matisse. <laughs> How are you doing, Matisse? I'm good. Have you have you had her on as well? <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> no. I'm in her DMs. Well, the, the, view, the views should be massive, to be fair. But, uh, <laughs> it would be. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good as well. I'm very good. Man. Well, thank, thank you, you all for coming me. so early. No, of course. Um, but let's just get your immediate reaction, because I'm sure you weren't expecting that. 4-1 against Graham Potter's old team. It's, it's oh. stuff that dreams, dreams are made of. I can't, I can't tell you how angry I was. Like, I was literally, I was literally like, I turned my room into hell. I, I, I turned this light behind me into red. Do you know what I mean? It was like, it was like bang, it was red. I had the fire going on. <laughs> like, I had, bro, I, I had this going out. Like, I was, I was just like, just fuming. Like, I was on a watch along, 2,000 people just going nuts. Just like laughing at me. And I was just, I couldn't believe it. And I know you guys are a good team. I know you guys play good football. I know you guys can, can you know, you can you can play your stuff. And I was like, okay, this is gonna be a tough game. And I was like, do you know what? Even if it ends up in a draw, it's not it's not great, but you know, it is where it is. But for for the first five minutes to see Silver just make two mistakes in five minutes, we had to clear the ball off the line twice in five minutes. I was like, this is West Brom at home, isn't it? This is going to be like, this is the day where we get like, absolutely some, slapped. Put some respect on our name, mate. West Brom. West Brom. Hey, West Bro. Brom, you know. West Brom slapped us. West Brom yeah. slapped us. Do you know what I mean? Albion, Albion tax. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> Albion, you're not going to get... Albion Rovers in uh, Scotland. You'll probably get battered by them as well. Um, Ryan, obviously you were there as well. How was, how was it? The atmosphere was electric. The passion... <laughs> mate my voice this morning actually hurts my my throat is sore um but yeah. honestly that was probably the one of the best atmospheres best games ever at the amex that is going down in the history books as 
at least top three, to be honest. I think that even tops Man United in May. Mm. That is that good. To come back, see Graham Potter, my hater energy in me was very much flowing, <laughs> right? Sweet. And I was yeah. very, very <laughs> proud of it after seeing his reaction at the end. But to be honest with you, Mark Kukurea getting booed every time he touched the ball. I mean, it was just... it. Some things, mate, are just meant to be. Some things are just supposed to happen. And I think if if there was a God or fate up there, that was supposed to happen, and that is exactly how it was supposed to happen. 4-1. 4-1 against Chelsea, against Potter, against Cucurella, against the rest of the Snakes. All of them got battered. It is massive. This is why football's the best sport, because, you know, it's just literally... You can only write it. The script writers had that down to a T. Graham Potter's first loss, being against his old club, the atmosphere <laughs> like that, it was so good to witness and be a part of. But, Maz, what, was, what were your instant reactions? And, obviously getting the first goal so quickly and all that. It's just beautiful. Ben, it was poetic, mate. It was <laughs> poetic. <laughs> Literally, get, like, get my veins, just inject it right there. And then um, it was it was sensational stuff. Um, no, nah, it, it was a great game. I thought we played really, really well. I thought, mm. like Matisse said, from the first five minutes, we just put it on them. And I thought that pressure was what, um, yeah, ultimately paid off for us. And it was one of those games where... Chelsea, yeah. Let's be real. They did, you know, they didn't play well. But I think we'll give credit to to our. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So Ben's found the soundboard for anyone that's listening here, <laughs> and we didn't um, know we've had it for the two years we've been doing the podcast for. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, going back to what I was saying, che- yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea weren't great, but at the same time, I feel like we don't get credit where credit's due, as in. We play very good football, and sometimes people say, oh, the other team was shit. Do you know what I mean? No, the other team played well. They didn't turn up. Yeah, yeah. okay, of course, they didn't turn up and they weren't the best Chelsea they know they can play. But at the same time, we played very well. And we put mm. we put the pressure on the first half, 3-0 up. You know, it was great. And then obviously in the second half, they came into it much more. And, you know, they got their goal straight away. And the, the pressure was on from, from that moment. But, and- yeah, I thought we were great. And to be honest, I think Matisse, actually, you put it probably best on, for any Chelsea fan that I found anyway, your mm. tweet yesterday uh, saying, we robbed Brighton's <laughs> infrastructure, took their staff and linked ourselves with their players. So they pulled up in a van, beat us up, filmed it and made us watch it. I think we deserve it. <laughs> and to be honest, that is, yeah, poetry in motion. Thank you. <laughs> The only thing but, that I missed in that is saying Deserby. Do you know what I'm saying? That's the only thing. Yeah, if I said yeah, that at the end, it would have been perfect. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That would be perfect. Yeah. But you, you were spot on. And I think it was just, as you say, we did deserve it. Because I think, yeah, Roberto Deserby, he's finally got his first win. And the reaction of Deserby, and this is what I've loved the, the most out of all of this, is, you know, amongst all of the boos, amongst, we've all had our fun yesterday, right? We've all given Kukure a stick, we've all given Bruno and Potter, etc. a stick. But, the most important thing to come out of it is seeing the De- De- Zerbi's passion towards this club is mad. And I didn't realise actually why he's so passionate just at the beginning until I read what Harvey put on uh, BHA Harvey on Twitter. And he said that, this, uh, well, he didn't say, I don't know what um, article this is from, but it said, De Zerbi ran on the pitch and Brighton took an early lead. The Italian, who had not won in the last five, in his first five games, um, said he was thinking about how the Russian invasion of Ukraine had forced him to quit his previous job at Shakhtar Donetsk. And he said, we've we've all been through eight tough months, the Italian said. Um, I had a great team and Putin decided to take it away from me. In that moment, I found another yeah. team in Brighton. To find again a family and atmosphere that lets you feel a part of the environment is very nice. I have to be thankful for Brighton. That is a mad touch from De Zerbi, who literally wow. has been out in the, in, literally in the wars. And now he's coming here 
and says that we're his new family. I mean, to, that is another story on yesterday again. It was all, as yeah. I say, it was all aligned. Um, and it's just, yeah, for Deserby to come in and feel that sort of love straight away, the atmosphere at the Amex was probably the best I've seen it in a long time, especially that first half. It was mm. absolutely party atmosphere from minute one. Um, and yeah, for Deserby to say that after the game, it's like he's captured the fans. I haven't seen a manager come in and capture the fans like he has done. Um, you know, I don't know if any of you are at Anfield, but at Anfield the same. He was he had it from minute one, and he's got it still. And I hope it continues because we haven't had that. It makes a change from the slide digs about our fan base, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it was just it was so good to be a part of. I just hope that, and I know we probably won't. I know that's quite negative, but I know we probably won't carry on that atmosphere into other games. But we need to try and find yeah, a way to doing it, to, even just if it's just like fifty percent of what that was, because <laughs> yeah. we don't see that a lot. Uh, Matisse, obviously. Mm. The crowd played a massive part in it. Even Deserby said that um, we were the best player on the pitch. But mm. on the pitch with the players and with the, your your manager, Graham Potter, what was the immediate thing that you saw that he got wrong? Or was it just because Ryan was too good? Do you know what? When I saw the lineup, I was like, that's very bold. Very, very bold. And I was hoping that it would work and it would maybe, you know, push your, your, your wing backs back into a five and we might just be able to dominate. But... Playing Sterling and Pulisic like he did in midweek against Salzburg was was definitely not the way because it stopped him from being flexible, switching to a back four as well. If he had played maybe Aspilicueta on the right side, even though I don't think Aspilicueta guarantees that he doesn't get ripped up against Trossard, you know, same same kind of way. But he just limited himself in terms of what he could do tactically. Usually he plays someone that is a bit more defensive on one wing back spot and then a wing on the other, just so he can switch formation if he wishes and, and transition back to a back four. But he didn't do that. Um, and those two can't defend. So March ripped up the, the right-hand side. Like, he was ridiculously good yesterday. He was just so yeah. good, man. Cutting on his left foot. You can see why, why he wears number seven. Do you know what I mean? He's not a, he's not a right-back. Who would have thought it? <laughs> <laughs> just picked it up, yeah. He's so good, man. And Trossard, I mean, we all knew... I mean, me and Ben, we did the preview. Everybody knows watch out for Trossard. And what do we do? We go and give Trossard the ball, you know, in six minutes and, and let him go and score. The composure was ridiculous there as yeah. well. Um, from him to bury it, but to bury it next to Cucurella as well made it even sweeter. Oh, oh, Cucurella Jesus. falling over in the net. Oh, yeah. Cucurella was, was so on the good. line, wasn't he? He, he was yeah. yeah. sat yeah. I thought, oh, I thought, um, I thought Casado was so good, man. Like yeah. he is such a good player. The way he was able to pass the ball in between the lines was ridiculous. Like yeah. just the, that ball the way... for Stupinian for the third goal. Yeah, was just, and yeah. and it's, it wasn't the first time he played that ball. He played that ball two, three times before that, and we didn't, we didn't stop him. The weight of pass was really good. Obviously, McAllister is always really good picking up the ball. Pascal Gross, I mean, you've got some technical players. It's just, it's not. I thought we would stop them because we had a lot of central midfielders on the pitch. We had four. You know, I thought it was four v four, but it clearly wasn't. <laughs> I've got a question for you, Matisse. Just, just quick one. I've got a question for you. As an outsider, as, as a Chelsea fan, because um, with our squad, right? So a lot of people, when Graham Potter left, they're like, "Ah, oh, you know, Brighton are going to be shit now. It's all about Graham Potter. He's the one who, who's made this team great." But we've seen now, and it's only one game, obviously, that Zerbi's won, but we saw from this Chelsea game that we have got a great set of players. So from an outside perspective, did you mm. see that? Did you see it all being about Potter or did you see it, Brighton having a good squad? What, what were your thoughts on the, on the team? No, I saw, I saw the squad. I definitely saw the squad. You're able to bring on Tyrek Lamptey. When I went to the game last season at home to Crystal Palace um, for you guys and Tyrek Lamptey came on off the bench and it was 1-1. I think yeah. Conor Gallagher scored. Um what what a what a like what a introduction from the fans. They love Tyrell Lamptey. They seem to love yeah. him. Like 
and he's such a good player as well. When he was fit and firing, he wasn't injured and whatnot. He was brilliant as well down that right side. So when I see you're bringing him on, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> what's going? Do you know what I mean? This is not going to get any easier. So, and and you had a few injuries. Like there was no Danny Welbeck. You know, I haven't even mentioned Adam Lallana. So now you have a you have a very good squad. I think for me, the only thing Brighton are missing if they had like. If Brighton had come up with an Ivan Tony instead of instead of having like a Danny Welbeck, I think Brighton with an Ivan Tony up front would be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then after that, it's just about squad depth. Do you know what I mean? If you used to ever make it like Conference League, it would just be about squad depth. Mm. So I think that eleven is very good. The only issue is is similar to like when Southampton had a brilliant team as well under Poch. Whenever you get a nice eleven like that, the big six are always going to come yeah. and start lurking. And this is this We're is the issue Brighton are yeah. going to have. Is that started already. everybody's going to start looking at your players? And I thinking, think the good thing I love a bit that. about that <laughs> is that we, I mean, we've proven we've had the ultimate setback with Chelsea. I mean, there's what eight staff have gone, including a world class manager, including about two or three club legends. Soon ben to Roberts, be nine. Bruno. Yeah, we've lost Paul Winstan, who's been here since 2014, head of recruitment. So we've lost some massive figures, players, Cucurella, our last player of the season last year. Yeah. And we've still come back. And been better in some aspects. I mean, to be honest with you, you look at Deserby's beginning of his tenure here. We have played pretty well. We went to the Etihad and played pretty much City off the park for that second half. And it was only because of a De- Kevin De Bruyne weldy is the reason why we didn't get anything out of that. And it co- sort of killed the game off. But again, we went to Liverpool Anfield. We took it to the sword. We, we were tuned up for, for the first 15, 20 minutes and we probably deserved a win there, to be honest with you. And even when we went 3-2 down, we came back 3 all, And that was right on the beginning of the back, you know, of the bounce of Potter going to Deserby in. Um, Forrest dominated the game. Um, Tottenham, I mean, I thought we played all right. They just parked the bus. Um, so these results, to be honest, it looks bad on paper. It looks like, you know, L's and D's, but actually, you know, we've played very well in those games. And I think that that result against Chelsea was coming. Um, I, yeah. I, I and I think it, that that ability to bounce back is, yeah, Brentford too, um, mm. is, is, is mad, to be honest. Mm. If it wasn't for Raya, you would have probably beaten Brentford. Like the amount of saves he made is ridiculous. So, yeah. yeah. And Sanchez yeah. against you yesterday, like, I Sanchez don't think fire. he gets to... He made that save when Conor Gallagher had that shot. And I feel like if that went in, the game would have swung and turned. But Maybe, that save yeah. and then Pulisic missing straight afterwards. Um, that, yeah, that made the game, well, made me feel a bit more I, confident. Because, yeah, if they scored that, I think it would have been a completely different game. I, th- I thought yeah. Sanchez was great. Like, don't get me wrong, he, he, was gr- he was fantastic all afternoon. My only, like, what do we think of the goal? Because I thought the goal was a bit questionable. It sort of came straight at him. Obviously, yeah. it came with pace. Yeah. But it was a mm-hmm. bit questionable. Um, was that, I, was chat, I was chatting to my boy. Yeah, I was chatting to my boy before on on WhatsApp. We were like, "Ah, oh, um, Sanchez." He goes, "Sanchez will 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 let one in." I was like, "I swear he's got BT." You know, both teams to score every weekend. Like, I, I feel like <laughs> he sometimes does have like have it in him just to make that error, or you know, yeah. sometimes he looks a bit sometimes questionable. Like he's a great goal shot stopper. Um, <clears throat> Who would have thought I'd be on this side of the fence? I guess Maz, what the way I'd look at it is. Um, He's young. Yeah, I think he's, what, 24? And I think I can live with the odd mistake. I think when, obviously, the whole overrated thing come out was when we were really sort of making a lot of mistakes and, and it was going against us. I think it was during that period of the beginning of the year. But now, you know, I, I yesterday Sanchez was immense. He really was. He, he made some unbelievable saves. That one against Gallagher, that header really sticks out. The Gallagher first one, then how Pulisic missed the second chance, I've got no idea. But... 
Again, I thought I thought Sanchez saved us yesterday. He was probably. Hey, I, I, I'm, I'm not getting. I'm not getting onto it. I'm not getting onto. Oh it. no no no! Yeah, no, he, no, no. He, he's, he's he's class. But yeah, yeah, I just felt like that for that goal, it was a bit questionable. <laughs> I, know, and I know it came at pace, and it was you know it was it was a tough one. But yeah, mm. I felt like he should have saved that. Yeah, um, possibly. Really, but. Yeah. Um, going back to the fans, obviously, again, we, we'd say how good we were. Probably the Bright community can only praise ourselves because it seems that the media outlets and newspapers are having a go at Brighton fans for booing Potter and booing Cucurella and that sort of thing. It's already starting. Um, I said, I mean, I said on Matisse's channel that the, my boos were more directed to Todd Bowley and the Chelsea as a whole because of their stripping us there. Obviously, a little bit to uh, Potter. And I feel like if Tom Atuka was still the manager at Chelsea and Cucurella was there, he probably, probably wouldn't have been booed, to be honest. Maybe a few, but not as uh, vicious as that was. Um, Matisse, do you agree with the newspapers and Sky Sports and Talk Sports saying that we had no right to boo and that sort of thing? You can do whatever you want. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, didn't, I, didn't even, I didn't even know these guys were... Because I haven't really been on social media, as you can understand. Um, <laughs> I've decided to refrain from going on there since the defeat. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I didn't know they were, they were coming down so, so hard on you guys. But to be honest, you can do whatever you want. At the end of the day... I said it in my tweet, do you know what I mean? It's what we deserve. We took, we come and take everything. If we just took the manager, I think it would have been all right. But we took yeah. literally your legend assistant manager. We took your head of recruitment. We took your head of, um, we, we took, uh, who else? Assistant your head of recruitment as well. Yeah. Goalkeeping coach. Goalkeeping coach, Ben Roberts. Head yeah, water so, boy as well. Head towel yes, boy. Yes. And, and then we took the player, Kukure, and then... I'm pretty sure we were linked with um, like a few players as well. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like hundred percent. I would be booing as well. Like hundred percent. I'll be. We booing. had to do it. I think. I mean, I was, and I said to you like it was the building up. I just we just knew that that was going to be the case. We knew the atmosphere was going to be hostile, mm. and I think fan, every fan knew that they had to play a part to help make the team get a yeah. result. I, they could do I anything can't... they wanted. I can't remember the last time, as in, obviously I, I wasn't there yesterday, but I can't remember the last time we had an atmosphere like that. And I think yeah, we've, no. we've missed we've missed that so much because yeah. that brings so much to the the players. Like if they hear that, and like even Dunkey, I remember I remember watching an interview pre-game. He was like started like smiling, laughing, again, and this one's for the fans. Like the fans will love this if uh, you know if we win yeah, this we win game it. today. So like yeah. yeah, so like also the players knew. What we what the fans were thinking, you know, a few of them are probably on socials, whatever they see it all. Like the younger lads are probably on it, and then feed it back to the, to the older lads. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, like boys, this is big today. Like we need we need to put on a performance, even if we'd like, you know, even if we'd not gone on and won in the fashion that we did. As long as we got the win, I feel like everyone would have been buzzing. But the fact mm. we even surpassed like a two one win, we all predicted two one. By the way, sick from us. By the way, big big, big props. Get the claps out. Uh, we <laughs> oh, all yeah, said two one. But we, yeah, <laughs> we should have, we should have said four one, mate. Four one. Yeah. I, di I didn't see four one coming to be honest. But no. yeah, it, no. it was it was a big big performance for the boys. And uh, also, you, you don't. Sorry, mm. go on, Matisse, Sorry, go you, I was just going to say you don't associate Brighton with having like a toxic atmosphere. So like, yeah. why why not mm. just for once? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Why yeah. not? Because it's a great exactly. opportunity. Well, People always kind of slate us, isn't it? They're like, they're, it's like a lie. Everyone says it's a library. Like even our own fans say it's shit. It's I'm too nice, isn't it? That's yeah, the very nice. I've always very been too nice. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I think I said I saw a guy called Matt on the Twitter Brighton fan put on saying we need to find someone we really dislike from Aston Villa so we can get the atmosphere back. At Aston, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And someone put yeah. he put Tyra Mings. It might be you. That made me laugh. But I think yeah, that was like, class. And I I said you know like with this mentality we're going to become detestable. But to be honest, I'm all for it because. You know, that, that, that atmosphere, and to be honest, as I said to you about the Zerbi, I mean, that, that atmosphere in the away games, I think, in City, we really were loud at that away end. Um, 
Liverpool, we were very loud. Chelsea were very loud. Tottenham was quite quiet and, and Forest was just frustrating. But we've proven we can be very loud. We've got probably one of the best away followings in the league. We, our, our away fans are, are fantastic. I love our away days. But at the home, we've always been so quiet and passive. And to be honest yeah, with too, you, if it's, it's, it's going to take this, yeah, if it's going to take this sort of detestable mentality to be the ones that can be loud, then I'm all for it because we need that. It's what, it's what De Zerbi takes pride in. As he said, we were the best player on the pitch yesterday. So I don't know how that continues. Uh, that's actually a question for all of you guys, to be honest. How, how do you retain that atmosphere for the whole season? You know, I, I don't know how you keep that. Yeah. I, it's an open question. It's tough. Really. it's tough to do it if it's not authentic. Like you can't mm. just, we can't just play Wolves at home or Villa at home next. And oh, no, I yeah, where it's Wolves at yeah. home. Or was it Wolves or what? I can't even remember. Mate. My, brain's, my brain's fried. Um, we can't just randomly start booing Wolves players or Wolves players. No, not booing, but I just mean being loud and getting behind the team and getting behind yeah. the Serbia, getting, okay, you know, all that singing. sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, everyone gets chanting the Serbia's chant the entire way around the Amex. That never happens. We never get the entire way around the Amex chanting. Whereas yesterday, everyone was singing it in time. It was mad. Yeah. 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 yeah the family stand well, was bouncing. Also, as well, <laughs> I, 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 I've got another question for you, Matisse. Um, just from a get again, I like to find out about, you know, Potter, because. Why not? Um, what's what's been your what's well what's been your personal opinion and also the fans Chelsea fans personal opinion on his performances so far up to date, including yesterday? Um, I think we're 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 pretty happy to be fair because we have to understand the context. You know, he's coming in um, after the transfer window is closed with a bunch of players that he wasn't. You know, he didn't authorize coming in, and we had a mad window, and that's down to you know. Todd Bowie and obviously Tuchel working alongside him to bring those players in. But it seems like most of the players were club signings. I don't know. So it was a very chaotic window. And I think at Chelsea, we're, we know that it's bigger than Potter in terms of the problems we have. You know, there's a lot of issues fundamentally in the team. There's, there's a few injuries as well that are, are making his team selections a little bit more predictable, I guess, in terms of we kind of know that, you know, OK, we don't have Koulibaly, we don't have Fafana, so we know Silver and Trevor have to play, which means Kukure is going to play, which means we're probably going to set up in the back three because he's not going to expose Silver. So it already limits him in, in a way. But yeah, I think I, I think everybody's got, you know, time and patience for him. We can see he's a talented manager. He knows, he knows, he knows what he's doing. It's just a situation of getting out the players we need to get out, bringing the players we need to bring in and... And for me as well, just just understanding that we're 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 a long way off where we need to be in terms of catching Man City anyway, regardless of who's in charge. We saw it with Tuchel, you know, we were, we were already way off the pace the last two seasons, last six seven seasons really. When since since we won the league in twenty seventeen, I don't think we've ever been in a title race. So, you know, to not be in one now, is, is not really, not really uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On your point, Matisse, um, I saw the quote from uh, Tuchel when he says, we have the same issues because we have the same players. Mm. So do, do you mm. think that's the same for for Potter now? Uh, that quote is, is a little bit rinsed from the fan base. It doesn't really make any sense because um, Tuchel was part of that transfer window. You know, he unfortunately decided that a DM wasn't, very important or high up in his list. He didn't think he needed another central midfielder, despite the fact Cover and Kante are extremely injury prone and he thought Gallagher was going to be a player for the double pivot. That turned out to be wrong. Um, he brought in Sterling. That was his signing. Um, Aubameyang ended up coming. That's basically a two-pool player. Um, he wanted three centre-backs. We couldn't get three centre-backs in the end, but we got two and we got one full-back slash centre-back in Kukurea. So, Matisse, are you not happy? So this is what I don't get with Chelsea, because obviously, as you say, you spent so much money mm. in that summer. What what 
went wrong there? Because, you know, with Tuchel, he got sacked after almost having a, a team presented for him. Yeah. And I don't I don't quite understand it from my perspective as an outsider. Maybe I'm just being completely naive as, a, you know, an outsider. But <clears throat> for me, seeing that, you know, you spent 200 on million on some world-class players, let's face it. What's what's gone wrong there? How has that not worked out? For me, it's always down to spend a lot of money, but not spend it where it needs to be spent. <clears throat> so it's like Manchester United. It's, it's like it's like Man United, where they've spent just as much as Man City, but they haven't done anything with it. Do you know what I mean? Until yeah. this transfer window just gone, Man United have only now actually really addressed their issues. So mm. for me, Chelsea needed a DM, right? Jorginho is the only DM, and he's not even a real DM. Um, we have Kante who's injury prone, Kovu who's injury prone. We don't have enough depth or quality in that area um, in terms of a DM. And that's, for me, one of the most important parts of the team. You see it with Rodri, who wins the league. You know, Matic, who won the league with us. Fabinho, who won the league with Liverpool. Now, Casemiro at Manchester United. It's a it's a very important position. If you, and, and you even see it now with part of your Arsenal. If you're not going to have that position tied up, you're going you're gonna to have problems. So that's the first thing. Um, I was happy with, you know, Koulibaly. I was happy with Kukurea, very happy with Kukurea. So I think we needed depth for Chilwell and competition for Chilwell because he came come back from a massive injury. We also needed someone on the right side and to not be sentimental of Aspilicueta and let him go, in my opinion, because Aspilicueta is not good enough to back up Reese James, who's also injury prone. Mm. Um, and then going forward, I wanted a creative passer in the team. I wanted somebody like a Madison or somebody who could create with the pass. And we don't, we didn't bring that in. We just brought in kind of Sterling and Aubameyang, which is which is good. But at the end of the day, we don't have somebody who can regularly create chances um, unless they're gonna, you know, carry the ball. But when you look at like when you look at the the top teams again, you see Thiago, you see Kevin De Bruyne, you see you see these Ericsons. We just don't have anybody who can open up a team with the pass. So uh, for for me, I feel like we got that wrong as well. But it was it was a very it was a it was a good window. It was a very good window. But I wasn't excited with the. <laughs> With every sign, and I was excited with what we did with the defense. And if we had got the holding midfielder on top of that, I think it would have been great. But the attackers, I was like, we'll see. Because for me, with the attack, it's been years and years of, of PTSD. It's Lukaku, it's now Bamiang, and there's. So it's like, guys. yeah. So, yeah. Mate, I'll it, tell you what. It, the- I'm oh, sorry, just just quickly, <laughs> it just makes me realise that uh, how like the way Matisse is talking, he's like, oh, I'm disappointed about signing Sterling. Like, imagine, imagine, <laughs> imagine as a club. Thinking, you know? <laughs> Do you know That's what? what I was thinking. I, no, yeah. I like I like Sterling. I was happy with Sterling, but it was always who came with Sterling because when you look it's at Sterling not... at Man City, he had a lot of um, he received the ball in very good positions. You had De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, you had um, you had Foden, you had all these players that kind of. Gave the ball to him in then great areas for finishing, and he had a lot of chances, so he was able to miss a lot of chances as well. Like Sterling is not clinical, but if you give him enough chances, he'll score goals. Um, but because we didn't sign that that guy to give him the ball, so to speak, I always felt like okay, he's gonna, he's probably gonna start well, and he's 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 listen, he's still a great player, but at some point we're gonna overload him and we're gonna ask him to carry the team or carry the attack. And he's not going to do that, and 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 we're starting to see that now. So see, this is this is this leads me on to the the last pit, bit that I sort of picked up on was the midfield problem because I look at the midfield at Chelsea and I think you know they're pretty strong and I think Brighton have proved that you don't actually need an out and out DM um, as much as people yes, might think. I, I know that Alexis McAllister has now filled that role, but at the end of the day, he's number ten when we signed him, and he, yeah, he's he not a unit, is he? Proudly, right? He's not a unit. He's quite small, South American sort of you know, slim build, but I think he's, he's proven that he can step into that role and actually outshine 
even what Basuma was doing last year, to be honest with you. And the way I look at it is, you know, Basuma was our traditional DM, right? He was the one that was everyone thought was the, the missing cog in every big six team. He goes to Tottenham and really hasn't done it that well. We've, we've put McAllister to replace him. And I must admit, I was the person that was saying on the podcast, McAllister ain't going to be it for a whole season. We need someone else because you lose Basuma, you lose a massive figure in that midfield. We've now used him as him and Caicedo almost together in a double pivot, if you like. And it works a charm. And it works with the Zerbi's tactics as well, which is very helpful with breaking lines. But the question I have for you is, obviously, you've got Kovacic, you've got Mason Mount, you've got Conor Gallagher, you've got Jorginho. I mean, these are all players that would arguably walk into our team on their best day. Um, you know, Jorginho is <laughs> probably Italy's best player in the in the Euros last year and has been Chelsea's probably best player in the last year or two too. And I, I rate him. I know Chelsea fans give him a lot of stick. Uh, maybe because he's got 50 pace on FIFA or something. But I rate <laughs> him. And I think that, you know, he is a decent player. And I think that, you know, especially with Gallagher, he's got the energy. I'm not saying Gallagher is the world beater that maybe some people thought he was. Um, but especially Mason Mount, who I quite rate. There's some good players there, Matisse, don't you think? There is. Um, I think if you play a midfield three, you can make it work. We've done that against Salzburg. We did that against Man United when Kovacic came on. But um, the issue is, is for me, is that when you're talking about competing for the league, you will get found out. You will get found out if you don't have um, mm. the type of player I'm talking about. I think if you're, if you're just going to be a, a very good team, then yeah, Jorginho will, will do well to get you in the top four. Champions League, I think the tempo is different. The type of game is different. We can, we can see better performances there. But over the course of a season, if you want to be the best team in the country, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen mm. without that person that can go away to Brentford when they're dashing balls into the box and deal with that situation. You need mm. you need to be able to deal with every type of situation. The consistency that you need in this league to compete, let alone win, is 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 freakish. It's 90 points. It's it's every single game you need to be winning. So mm. if you don't have a team that's fit for purpose for all different types of challenges and you're gonna drop points here at Brentford like we did and you're gonna, you know, have have a performance here where, you know, in transition you get skinned then you're not going to win. You're not going to. You're yeah, not going to cause any problems, that's, and that's, that's why Chelsea have finished third or fourth every single year for the last few years. Especially with uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek as well, you've got no chance. Uh, he's he's, he's <laughs> so bang a- bro. He's so bang average. It's a joke. Like I've heard you don't like this player. I've heard <laughs> he shows glimpses <laughs> of being good though. No, uh, yeah, he's a weird player. I, I, I'm not I'm so not much on him, me. probably. Yeah, I'm it's funny because he's, he's a he's, ex Palace and scored an own goal for us. That's, he's that's he's a, lo- he's a lo- yeah. get him in Love Island, mate. That's all he's good for. Get him Love Island. <laughs> Matisse, on the on the last sort of serious point, um, I've actually pretty much forgotten what I was going to say. To be honest with you, but you say about sort of midfield and, and and you have to compete for the title. You know, to to compete for the title, you have to have that Rodri, that that player, Thomas mm-hmm. Partey. Is that the limit is that sorry is that the goal for Graham Potter at Chelsea is he is that what the the ultimate thing for Potter to get is the title in the Premier League is he does he have to compete for that for you oh yeah like if he's going to be here for a long time he has to um yeah. you know if he if he's going to be here that's the expectation anything more than three three four years then he has to compete for the title for me in the third third season minimum you got to be you got to be then showing that you can compete um, yeah. This season is is whatever. Next season is about bringing your players in, making that style rubber stamped. Season after, again, just making sure that you're just building on the season before and trying to get closer and closer. And then the season after, for me, you've got to be in a title race, like a, a serious one. So that should be the goal for any Chelsea manager that comes in. And while 
while we're waiting on that, you know, you can always, always compete in those, in those cup competitions. But I feel like for me, the top four race is becoming even more difficult. Newcastle yeah. are catching up. Soon they're going to open it to five places, thank God. But it is it is becoming very, very difficult to qualify for the Champions League. Yeah, so that's you. that's like the aim right now is just to stay in that competition. So if you don't get Champions League, is that a failure on, on Potter? Does he have to get this Champions League top four place um, this year? Yeah, I think I think from top to bottom, the board have, have said that Champions League football is the bare minimum. Um, yeah. I don't. He, listen, he won't be sacked if he doesn't make it for sure. And I, I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't yeah. be. That would be mad. That would be wild. After everything. I, would, I would. I wouldn't be calling for him to be sacked if he didn't make it. But if he didn't make it, it would be. It would be an L for if sure. If it was outside of the top six, I guess was maybe would be the time. Yeah, then that that would be a different conversation. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I'd Last thing about a Chelsea player quickly. Yeah. Um, Kovacic, I just thought stood out, unbelievable player. Um, mm. one of just being able to watch him in person was incredible. He's an yeah. absolute beast. Mm. Um, yeah, quality yeah, quality player. We got to see Julio and Ciso play, which is fun, funnily enough, a player that Graham Potter wanted to stay at the club and didn't want him to go out on loan, which was kind of expected. Mm-hmm. And we actually saw his debut. Well, I guess it's his professional debut in the league anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Maz, uh, Maz, you go first. What did you think of him? What did you think yeah. of his impact when he came on? I thought it was good. Yeah, like obviously for the uh, fourth goal, um, it, yeah, it's pretty much down to him. He had those two shots, which they, um, which, uh, what's his name? Mendy parried and of course Gross put away um, and, and I thought I thought he was every like you, you look around and he's there do you know what I mean he was very very like just kept running was everywhere you know he, he was great but I felt like he was nervous there was a few touches where you know, when mm. it went you know went away from him I'd, I'd give him a solid like six seven uh, for, for as debuts go and especially against Chelsea in the Premier League you know he's not he's not had much exposure to first team football like to, to to do that it was yeah I, I thought I thought it was good he, he didn't blow me away but he he was certainly good um, and yeah. he contributed to the fourth goal and yeah he looked he looked uh, very lively is the word I'm looking mm. for am I yeah exciting raw probably rough around the edges I'd say. Um, you know, what you would expect from an 18-year-old coming into a game of that magnitude. I think he's 18. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to hold him to too much accountability. Uh, to be honest with you, I actually found it quite a funny sub, to be honest. I, I thought, wow, this is a bold one for him to bring on yeah. and see so into this sort of game because we were we were 3-1 up. Yeah, fine. But, you know, an 18-year-old to make his debut like that in, in the league anyway is is bold. Um, I guess but he thought I it was a good he... opportunity to because we were like 3-1 up, weren't we? So Yeah, and I guess that... I guess that rough, uh, rough around the edges thing is is as simple as yeah, taking shots on from about thirty yards out was maybe you know luckily in the in the fourth goal it worked in our favour, but not every time that's going to work out. Sometimes you know yeah. you need to give that ball to Trossard when you're on a counter attack. I think was the the killer. Um, yeah, he was annoyed. But no, like yeah, and to be honest with you, I look at it on the sense of I can't really blame him. You know, you can't blame him. As I say, he's young. He wants to get his name in the headlines, and I think when he burst through, beat his man. I think. He saw himself as the as the man of the moment there and thought, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tuck this past the keeper. Probably wasn't expecting anyone to keep up with him like they did. I can't remember if it was Thiago Silva or someone that kept up with him. Um, so yeah, I, I can't really blame him for how he how he um, tried to take on some outrageous strikes. But again, he's uh, he's young and it's exciting to be honest. It's nice to see a, it's nice to see a new face going up front for us. I was surprised to see him come in ahead of Undaf. Who obviously didn't even play, mm, didn't get on. So you think with Galatasaray now, Ben? I think. Seriously, uh, in January, yeah, oh, apparently God. we might even sack him off straight away, which is a really no good way. Point. 
But I, I, I think I, th- I generally think that's because both managers have seen him. Potter's seen him. He's like, no, nah, you know, I, I don't think he's as good as he was at USG. And then yeah. um, and then Deserby's now watched him and trained with him, and he's like, well, yeah, well, he's clearly not good. Man, makes I, you I, wonder I was... though, like, why would USG with their thirty-one goal striker happy to let him go for such a cheap fee? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it does it exactly. does make you wonder. I mean, well, also see, um, uh, what's his face uh, owns them. Bloom, <laughs> Bloom does own yeah, them, so but probably God, six million for someone who scored like maximum goals in the in Europe, I yeah. think last year in top five leagues. I mean, yeah. yes, it's only the Belgian league, but my God, I mean, you'd expect him to be at least coming off the bench rather than an eighteen no, year before. You know, like yeah. it is quite mad. Um, and 100%. especially yesterday, we got Welbeck out. We don't even trust him up front. We've put actually two not technical strikers really. I mean, I know Trossard is really filling the mould of being central now, but. Reality says we signed him as a left winger, and it's quite interesting to see him now starting. But here we are. Maybe Undav was the first failure, um, but it is what it is, isn't it? Just, just um, quickly before I, I forget. Go. Sorry, Ben. Uh, why did um, Kepa, did was Kepa injured yesterday? Is that why? Yeah, he, got he came off. He came off of an injury. Yeah. Oh, was he? I thought, I, <laughs> the I thought he the got after Liverpool. Uh, yeah, coming off. I, I, <laughs> I, that I thought he did. I thought he got dragged as well, and then yeah, and then I saw yeah. it, and I saw yeah, he's he's oh, definitely okay. injured. Apparently, yeah. So that was can I just mention one more player about Chelsea? Like the mm, most, cool. uh, uh, just just before we were over all of it, and uh, it was the most comical, hilarious, funny first forty-five minutes I've ever seen an opposition player come to the Amex and perform. Mark Cucurella to come back <laughs> and have a first half of that terrible quality was absolutely mind-blowing uh, the the Cucurella that we remember the, the player of the season the man who couldn't put a foot wrong the man who was consistently eight out of ten every week pretty much for the whole season I can't remember him having a bad game for us to come back and get absolutely rinsed by Solly March not once Cooked, not twice mate. about six times to like be forced to get by Solly March it was funny. It was so funny. And I don't regret booing, to be honest. It was hilarious. No. When he walked um, past us, when he got when he got subbed off in front of the North Stand, he was walking in front of <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, he was getting a bit He literally him. had his head down, wasn't even looking. Wanker. Wanker. Do you know what it is? Oh, it's so good. I think the hair was in his eyes. You know, after the, after Casado had that shot that nearly went in the near post past Kepa, I said, he needs to cut his hair because I think he can't see. Like, when I looked close, <laughs> I looked close and I said, how are you How are you defending with, with hair in your eyes? Like, it's already different. <laughs> Enough million. to defend as it is, and I'm seeing the hair is definitely blocking your view from from Casado. Casado's waltzing through here, and it was it was getting embarrassing because like this was the point where Casado and March like were trying to see who would have the shot, and they were kind of like almost bumping into each other. I was like, they're literally fighting to shoot against us. That's ridiculous. Do you know? What, um, do you know? It's funny. Someone someone goes, oh, like, oh, if um, if Potter hadn't have left. Kukure wouldn't have got the same kind of abuse or, or whatever it was, yeah. whatever you want to call it. However, he's collateral damage. It's just, there's no rules to this game, bro. There like, is you, got, you know, he's collateral damage. He he has got, he's now attached to that snake, like that snake quad. Well, And as well, Maz, like, let's be honest, like the, um, what's it called? Um, <laughs> yeah. When he was being linked with City, it was like a dream. He was forcing the move, putting in transfer requests. He only just signed a new five-year deal. And he was putting in yeah. transfer requests, wanting to leave, demanding to go. And then City didn't come off, and then he was demanding to go to Chelsea. It's a dream to play at Stamford mm. Bridge, which he didn't see on his way down. And it's just, yeah. it, it was, it was. He made his own bed, mate. And yeah. I think he deserved, especially what he got that day. Maybe 
Potter was more subjective, but in my opinion, I, I booed him anyway. I don't care. Also, as well, just on the whole, like snakes. So let's just quickly address this one as well. Uh, after the game, Potter got asked, you know, with regards to mm. how do you take the fans booing you. His response was, "I didn't have any expectations. I have nothing to say sorry for, nothing to apologise for. I did a good job." Now, I agree with him. He did do a good job, and he should. He doesn't really have anything to apologise for in theory. However, I felt it a bit cold, a bit odd. The, the fact his response was a bit like that, I felt like at least, you know, at least acknowledge what he did, bro. Like, you know, the timing of oh, it. Oh, he did. Th- he was a bit, he was more like this. I created this really good team, so I'm not surprised we lost. He was, he was almost giving yeah. himself credit for, for <laughs> the right win. Himself, uh, he left the club. He was saying he I'll left the club it. in a good position <laughs> because he's got the players that he's created. It, mate, I don't regret anything uh, do you, after them comments. Yeah. I'm being honest. Do, do you know what? He he reminds you of, like what's the villain arc? You know what I mean? Like it's his origin story. This <laughs> yeah. is this, this is his this origin is. story. <laughs> he is he is gonna be a. I reckon he's gonna be like some yeah some crazy. This is, he's gonna come in like so Joker like... facebait next week, isn't he? Yeah. Why are you so serious? Yeah. What? Oh, <laughs> that was really good, Ben. Actually. Yeah, Thank you. Um, but no, can I just say about Potter? Because I know that Talk Sport are gonna twist the narrative all week, and it's gonna be on us. It's gonna be it's going to be Brighton fans are forgotten where they've come from forgotten that Potter's made this team history which lessons. he hasn't history yeah. lessons oh my god this is going to become tiring the amount of times I'm going to have to argue this point this whole week because yep. I think people are missing the point every single time we're not booing him because he left we are not booing him because he's taken a better role we're booing him because he's taken eight staff we're booing him because He's not even, you know, he's saying he's got nothing to apologise for after stripping his former club bear and then saying that he's created this position. He didn't leave us in a good position. He dropped us in it in the in the beginning of the season. He's dropped us in it completely to find a new manager, to recover the great form that we were on. You know, as much as it's great to take your 60 million and anyone would do the same, and me included, but to drop us in it in the way you did and then take everyone with you is terrible. And I, I get the whole yeah. thing of he's, he's entitled to take his own backroom stuff. Of course he is. But he's not entitled to take the head of recruitment, the club legends, the goalkeeping coaches, etc. That's 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 too far. And I think after you've done that, and then to say that he's got nothing to do with it, it's you know, I think it was Nader or someone. I think another journalist put yeah, it on Nader. as well, saying that it's it's nothing to do with Potter. Of course, it's something to do with Potter. Come on. I mean, if it's not to do with Potter, you're telling me that coincidentally eight people have left since Potter's yeah. gone. Right. Also, as well, there were hundred percent discussions. Chelsea were definitely in discussions. Way way with the before deal, like I weeks. Reckon. 100%. Uh, no, even Potter, they were weeks and weeks and weeks before they were chatting to him. Mm. 100%. Um, and yeah, no, fair play. Listen, listen, fair play. He, he went for a better project. He went for a bigger club. But, you know, Champions League football, I get it. I get it. But for me, the timing of it all killed me. And what, like, like Ryan said, the fact that they've just gutted the club now, pretty much. Uh, and dropped the club and in, top, Yeah, and top bowl as well, yeah. I hope you get relegated. That's <laughs> <laughs> time would say. Oh, I hope you get relegated, mate. Matisse, before we let you go, before we wrap up, I just want to ask you one last question. Um, so looking at that Brighton team, and let's be honest, history will probably repeat itself. You'll probably sign one of them at least. Who would you like to sign from that oh, squad? Ben, you're touting it. 11? Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah. I, mean, I think I, I know who the answer I think I think Trossard is a great player, man. But mm. Casado as well. I mean, yeah, Casado after... Yeah. After what I watched yesterday and after what our team could do within Lax, especially considering I myself wouldn't renew um, Kante or Jorginho as well, um, at the end of the season, I wouldn't renew their contracts. I think Casado for me is the, is the guy that I would take because there's a lot of wingers out there in the world as dangerous as Trossard, but, but right now, the midfield market, 
I can't see too many guys that that I that I know that I can bank on in this league. So I'd probably go Casado to be honest. Oh, but Moises, right. if you are um, listening, mate, just see that the yeah, grass no. isn't always greener, yeah? See, <laughs> yeah. see, see, see Cucurello, see Garan Potter, it's not always greener, I wouldn't leave yet, just yeah. saying. <laughs> He's definitely Save you, Trosso. I'm locking yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> well, He's probably still asleep. Final one for me, for, to, to Matisse. Um, mm. uh, how how do you see the rest of the season going for you guys? Mm. Just, just mm. quickly, in a nutshell. And... Um, yeah, with regards to again, I'll keep going back to Potter just because you know you got to ask the questions. Uh, how how well do you see him doing this season as well uh, alongside the club? Um, I think it's going to be a top four battle, and it's going to be it's going to be going to the last day. Um, and I can't, you know, I I could see us easily finishing fifth or finishing fourth the way it, the way it is. I think it all depends on what we do in the window. And and I've spoken about players in, but uh, players need to leave. Like Zakaria, he's been of no use to our squad. He's not played any games. He needs to leave. <laughs> On holiday, isn't he? Yeah. Z- Ziyech needs to leave. He's of no use oh, to our team. he's awful. He doesn't play. Um, so we need to get rid of these players that are not contributing to the team, first of all. Um, be a bit ruthless with some as well. And then and then we go from there. So I think January is very important. And um, we, we could finish top four. I'm hoping that you know, I think Carabao Cup away to City the next round will go in out personally. So it's really F- FA Cup. <laughs> it's really FA Cup or bust um, trophies wise. But yeah, I mean, we're into the last 16 of the Champions League. This was our first defeat in 10 games. So it's not all it's not all doom and gloom, but there's definitely like fundamental issues. And there's there's Arsenal and Newcastle next two Premier League games. So yeah, I just uh, I'm looking forward to the World it's Cup. It's a tough time to get um like I'm not even just saying this as being like a cocky Brighton fan right now, but it is a tough time to get mullered four one. Yeah, because oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> coming yeah. to those games is is going to be very hard to bounce back from. Yeah, but, yeah. But, um, but then but then on the flip side, Ryan, if we then don't follow this performance up against Wolves, then we're just as bad. Do you know what I mean, like if yeah, we, we go well, if we go beat Chelsea four one and then we draw against Wolves, I'm a bit like, well, Wolves but the pressure's awful. different, though, man, isn't it? Like with Chelsea, the pressure's on them all the time. Yeah, it's a free hit. Yeah. Wolves, yeah, no yeah, one's yeah. even going to notice or bat an eyelid everyone's just going to be yeah, oh true. yeah Brighton drew Wolves but when it comes to <laughs> yeah, Chelsea yeah. If, if they go and lose their next game it's Chelsea have lost their next game and it's, yeah. it's Graham Potter falling apart no no it's true it's no it's true obviously, obviously Chelsea Chelsea essentially well uh, alongside anyone in the top four they're essentially for us a free hit like we're not mm. expected to win these games we're not expected to you know, not bad like, free like hit, said, was it? No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, we go into these games. We go into these games with a lot of people writing us off before we even start the game, which is which works yeah. in our favour, I think, because it makes us play more freely. Makes us feel, you know, like we saw yesterday. Like the pressure was. We look like well, we mate. Look at Forest and Brentford, prime examples. I mean, if we get, yeah. we have the uh, yeah. pressure on us to get a result. And exactly. Forest, I think we exactly. had like twenty-one shots, twenty-two shots, and we couldn't even yeah. couldn't even score. Yeah. So they didn't even have a single Outrageous. shot, or let alone on target. So mm. yeah, how do we? We do. We do have Wolves next, but. We will do that preview later this week and then we'll still get out normal time. So you will still watch that, but we won't, don't have time to do that today's episode. And we don't want to put Matisse through listening to us talk about Wolves. <laughs> and we can't even talk about Diego Costa because didn't he get sent off for headbutting someone? So, oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did he? Because he never got yeah, sent apparently. off for Chelsea. So that's mad. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Mad, I, didn't didn't that. Minute, I think. Wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah classic. Diego Costa is back. Um, <laughs> but Matisse, thank you for coming. Early Sunday Past morning guess, after getting, yeah. Cooked by the Zerbi into this <laughs> Italian spag bowl by the Mafia. It's beautiful to watch. Mm, mm. WW slapdown, I think someone saw someone said as well. That was great. Um, but yeah, they got spanked by the Zerbi and it was great to see. But yeah, thank mm. you so much for coming on, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah, Ryan, thank you, so thank much, you for coming on as well. Maz and you as well. Um, hopefully, the next Chelsea guest will be Asher Wet. I will DM her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, comments down below. Comments down below. Comment down below. Yeah. Oh yeah, Matisse. So yeah. every time yeah. we have a guest on, we get them to pick a comment down below just to prove that they've made it this far into the podcast. And okay. it's normally something funny or 
just I don't know. I don't how to, how, we never know how to describe it. Mm. Yeah, how it's a weird you... one, isn't it? What What do you What yeah. would you tell them? Basically, to comment below yeah. What, based what, on what, what the word or expression? What word or expression would you want the, our viewers to put oh. down below? Um. Let's see. Poor I think. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, I think. <laughs> I think I would say that the, the seagulls have truly shat all over the place. I say, shout on our parade. See, the seagulls yeah, have shat on our parade. I say, <laughs> love that. there you go. Thank you all for coming on. Like and subscribe on YouTube for your listening on Spotify and Apple as well. Please give us a five star rating because it means the world to us. And yeah, comment down below what Matisse just said. Uh, and we will see you next week. Peace. Peace. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.